0: Welcome to The Nail in the Coffin. I'm Tom Valentino. Got a fun episode for you today. On Wednesday night, All Elite Wrestling is going to bring its weekly show Dynamite to the Wolstein Center at Cleveland State. And to get us ready, I track down AEW wrestler Christopher Daniels, who has been in the wrestling business since the early 90s. He has worked for a lot of promotions over the years, from WWE to TNA to Ring of Honor and more. Last year, he was among the first people to sign with AEW. We had a chance to talk about him making that decision, as well as AEW's first four months on TNT with Dynamite, and uh, how their whole roster came together. A lot of good stuff in this one. I enjoyed it a lot. Let's get to it. Without further ado, here's Christopher Daniels. All right, Christopher Daniels, AEW officially launched in January of last year. I believe you were one of the company's first signees, and I'm curious, how did this go down? Who recruited you? What was their pitch? And uh, what convinced you that this was something that you wanted to be part of from day one?
1: Um, Well, the guys that pitched me were Matt and Nick Jackson, and uh, Matt and Nick have been friends of mine uh, for a very long time, and we had spent the previous four years together in uh ring of honor. And, um, and honestly, like I had seen the rise of the young bucks in uh, professional wrestling over the last, you know, five years. And um, really the pitch was simple. It was a matter of, Hey, do you want to have fun with us? And that was it, man. I, I, I figured, um, you know, this was an opportunity to build something from the ground up. And I felt that they had, basically the golden touch, like anything that they had sort of put their hands on or, or had put their mind to had, had sort of come true and been successful. And I felt like this was an opportunity to be part of something special from from day one. And, uh, and that was it, man. And, and uh, the same goes with Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. You know, the three of us didn't really have a, a whole lot of, uh, of uh, you know, deep thought about it. It was literally just, yeah, we got, we got to do this. We got to we got to get in on this and 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 see where it takes us. And this first year has been uh, a wild ride, an incredible ride, and and here we are today.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, were you and Kazarian and Scorpio Sky were you guys kind of a package deal, or did you guys all kind of decide individually that you wanted to sign with AEW? Uh,
1: we we decided individually, but I mean it, it wasn't a hard decision. There, you know, it like I said, it was an opportunity to do something fresh. It was an opportunity to be part of something from the ground up. And we all, uh, you know, like I said, I, I I'd seen it. I'd seen what the young bucks had done in the past five years. And, and so have they, they've seen, uh, you know, and, and sharing a locker room with them and being in on shows with them where, you know, they're the hottest thing on the show and, and just hearing the reactions and seeing the line. I knew that they had the, the crowd support that they needed to sort of get this thing rolling. And and I feel like Scorpio and Frankie felt the same way. So it wasn't a it there wasn't a lot of like cons on the list. Uh, you know when we when we wrote down the pros and cons of what was going on, uh, you know it was, it was a lot of pros and not very many cons. So I think it was an easy decision for all three of us.
0: So you talked about this first year being a wild ride. Dynamite on TNT on Wednesday nights uh, started in October. Uh, I could tell you, I've watched every episode. It's been a lot of fun. It's become appointment viewing for me. I'm kind of curious what the mood is within the locker room um, from when you signed back last January uh, to where you are now. Is this what the show has become and and what we see every day and what we're going to see here in Cleveland on Wednesday night? Is this what you guys had envisioned or has this kind of morphed into something even different from there? Um, What are your thoughts? No, it, it actually is the show that we we sort of planned on sending out there. Um,
1: you know, we had a lot of guys that, uh, you know, some of us have had television experience before, but there's a lot of fresh faces, a lot of people that hadn't really worked on national television before. And so it's just a matter of really introducing those fresh faces and, and those new names to a wrestling fan base that was primed to see something different. And I think that's that's the key is, um, you know, just being different from what people are normally used to for uh, their professional wrestling, and uh, I think that's been our our hook. I think that's been what what's brought people to see us on Wednesday nights, and that's what we're we're promising every week is just something different, man. And, and uh, the one thing that the Bucks have always been famous for is is that party atmosphere, that have a good time feeling about their shows, and I think that's one of the things that we we strive for. Uh, every Wednesday for Dynamite is everybody just come and have fun and enjoy enjoy professional wrestling. I mean that's what we do um, for our li- our livelihoods. We enjoy professional wrestling, and luckily we get paid to do it. And if you sort of join this this ride with us, we hope that you enjoy it as well.
0: So I'm I'm glad you brought up. The roster and just kind of the diverse experience that you have. There are uh, some folks that, you know, or have had long runs in WWE, like a Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Um, You've got some people who, you know, really made a huge name for themselves in Japan, like Kenny Omega. Then you got these younger wrestlers who clearly have the goods, but are really just getting started in their careers like an MJF or a Darby Allen, uh, Sammy Guevara. And then on the women's side, like a Britt Baker or a Chris Statlander putting this roster together. Was that by design to try to, you know, mix in that, you know, wide range of talent and, and backgrounds. Um, was that a conscious decision on AEW's part?
1: Yeah. But I mean, honestly, it really was a matter of like, uh, the people that spoke for each one of those, uh, athletes that you mentioned it was a matter of like hey i like this person's work what can we do to bring this person into aew and and some of it was hey no one no one knows who this is let's make let's change that and some of it was i'd love to work with this person in the future how do we get them on board um it, it honestly was a matter of either kenny or the bucks or cody or or tony or um you know somebody liked this person's work and saw something in them and decided to like throw them on the list and, and, and see what we could uh, see what we could do if we had them in our playground. And, and like you said, guys like Sammy and Darby and and Kip Sabian, like these guys have all uh, they've either already had, or are getting opportunities to show the world that, that they belong on a national stage and, um, and are working with some of the top guys, you know, I mean, you know, even like for example, like Kip Sabian wrestling Cody. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest matches in his career. Uh, this this coming Wednesday in Cleveland, but um, I feel confident that that he's going to show the world that he, that he can hang with the best in the world, and um and and that he belongs on this stage with all of us.
0: Your uh, your fellow members in SCU, uh, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky were the first uh, tag team champions and did a just a magnificent job over these first four months of television, uh, carrying those titles. And, you know, I think one of the things that's been really fun to watch with AEW is just how big tag team wrestling has been and, and what a focal point. It feels like there's a, a, whether it's those guys or the bucks or, uh, Santana and Ortiz, um, private party, you know, it, it's a really, uh, deep division. Um, is it, has, it Tag team wrestling is that just uh t- talk to me about that and just what that division has meant to uh, AEW and kind of helping to set uh, your company apart.
1: Well, I mean I think that was one of the one that was one of the tent poles of of the pitch all along was that uh the, the young bucks especially wanted to make tag team wrestling uh, a focal point of this company. I feel like you know there's plenty of guys that that go out and and do the singles the singles job, the singles wrestling. And and that's awesome. But I mean I felt like we we had enough talent where there were enough guys to, you know, hold up the singles division and enough talent to have one of the strongest tag divisions in wrestling history. And I mean, like you said, you, you name the Young Bucks, you name SCU, you name uh private party, the Dark Order, uh Best Friends, uh the Lucha Brothers. I mean, you, you go you go up and down the list and it's just top guys, uh, in the tag division from the bottom to the top. And so um, that's that's one of our uh, selling points as well is, is just seeing some great tag team wrestling. And um, and, and that's what we've, we've been promising ever since this all started.
0: Are there any younger stars on the roster right now who you've gotten a chance to work with in the ring who you think, uh, is there anybody in particular you can name who you think has got a uh, big star written all over them? Well, I, I think you named them all.
1: Ready, uh, you know. I just recently had a match with Sammy Guevara, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I was very impressed with how good he is in the ring for so for such a short period of time being around. Um, you know, Kip Sabian is someone that I personally vouched for to be a part of this company. Uh, someone that I I met a couple of years ago in the UK and just saw some some great poise and some great uh, maturity for someone so young. Um, I think Sunny Kiss is someone that's going to turn heads when he finally gets an opportunity to break out on national television. Uh, you know, and, and a private party and as far as the tag team division goes, I'd never heard of private party until they, they came and worked for us. But I was quickly convinced that those guys were gonna make a name for themselves and, and be something in professional wrestling and and, uh, and you know, in the first couple of weeks, the fact that they, you know, could defeat the Young Bucks in, in one of the first opportunities against them, that says a lot. And um, you know all those guys and 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 plenty more are are going to get that opportunity on Dynamite to uh, to sort of show their wares and uh, and impress the fan base.
0: You know, one of the other aspects that I think has been kind of neat with Dynamite is every week the broadcast team. Now I don't know how much you're getting to hear of of their work. You know, when you're backstage or you're you know in the ring, obviously. But um, it's, a, it's an interesting mix of familiar faces uh, to longtime wrestling fans with Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and then uh, Excalibur, who I think has been awesome. Um, talk to me about those guys, and if you're a, a wrestling fan who's tuning in, uh, you know just the, the chemistry that you're going to hear between them.
1: Well, this is a secret that I'll reveal right here, uh, right now. Um, I Ooh. actually wrestle with an earpiece in. I wrestle with an earpiece in, so I'm actually listening to commentary as I'm wrestling. Um, very, very, uh, very entertaining. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Jr. and Tony Schiavone have seen so much in their careers, and to bring them to be a part of AEW, um, it brings a lot of legitimacy to our product. Um, you know, and then someone like Excalibur, who's who was always a, a, a commentator for PWG, and has sort of uh, you know honed his wares on the independents. Um, it brings an encyclopedia-style knowledge to the game. And, um, you know, the the, the mix of the, the experience of JR and Tony and, uh, and the knowledge of, of Excalibur is pretty cool. And then just recently adding Taz to uh, the team it is going to bring a lot to the table. I feel like Taz is also one of the best uh, in the game. Um, I've worked with him a lot ever since TNA. And, uh, I just thought that was a great get for us as well. So, I mean, it's interesting to see what, we're, how we're going to go forward, uh, with so many great guys in the booth and, um, you know, just changing up and, and, and sort of, uh, adding to what Dynamite brings to the table.
0: Yeah, and you're going to have more opportunities with uh, the second show that's going to be coming uh, uh, to TNT here soon. I think that was just announced as part of the uh, the contract extension that uh, Dynamite extended into 2023. Uh, congratulations on that.
1: Yeah, it's amazing to think that it, it, it took us less than 15 weeks to sort of uh, convince TNT that this was something that they could, uh, you know, count on and depend upon for their their schedule. And uh, what a show of support that they gave us by uh, extending the contract to 2023. Um, All of us were super pleased to get that vote of confidence so quickly in our run. And now it's, you know, nowhere to go, but up, man. I mean, um, you know, every week we're committed to making this work and and sort of building the legacy of what AEW can be. And um, I I think we said it from the very beginning, man, like we were going to change the world and, and, the wrestling world of 2020 is is completely different than the end of 2018. I mean, you look at the changes just in the fact that uh you know, Wednesday nights have become a uh, a destination for for wrestling fans to get on television and and watch some great wrestling. And um you know, that's awesome to be a part of it and and we're looking to do uh even bigger and better as 2020 kicks off.
0: All right, last question and I'm going to let you run uh this Wednesday night AEW, bringing Dynamite here to Cleveland. I know you guys have been in uh, Miami a couple weeks ago. You are on Chris Jericho's cruise uh, last week. Uh, My apologies in advance for the weather you're going to be dealing with here. You probably don't need to pack your flip-flops. But uh, I'm curious, do you have any memories of wrestling here in Cleveland? Um, I had some
1: great experiences there uh, for Ring of Honor. Um, I'm sure that uh, TNA had a chance to roll through Cleveland back in the past. But I've always known that Cleveland was full of, of wrestling fans. And I'm sure once we get there on Wednesday, uh, it's going to be no different. Just excited wrestling fans that want to see great professional wrestling. And luckily, I happen to know of a company that has it. And uh, it's us. So, I mean, AEW Dynamite this Wednesday in Cleveland.
0: Well, I will be uh, in the stands at the Wolstein Center. I am looking forward to it. Christopher Daniels, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah, man. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. And thanks to the fans who are listening.
1: Uh, You know, we wouldn't be where we are without the support of the fan base. And uh, we appreciate it.
0: All right, there you go. Christopher Daniels of All Elite Wrestling AEW will have Dynamite at the Wolstein Center this week. Tickets are available on the Wolstein Center website or you can always watch on TNT. And if you're interested in learning more about AEW, I wrote a story for the News Herald that should be up by lunchtime on Tuesday. We'll have a link to that on our Twitter account at The Nail Podcast, as well as our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Nail Podcast. As for this show, if this is your first time checking out The Nail in the Coffin, we hope you'll stick around. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or the TuneIn app. And of course, you can also stream us on WaitingForNextYear.com. Our thanks again to Christopher Daniels and All Elite Wrestling. I'm Tom Valentino. This has been The Nail in the Coffin, and we will talk to you again soon.